Hello guys, this is Craig, and we are recording a bonus episode for your for your uh, enjoyment. Doug's sitting here, say hey Doug. Hello. Uh, Nick couldn't make it today, and but we're going to be recording another one with him this week. So we wanted to fit in an extra bonus we talked about that we would get into the fire in the sky abduction of Travis Walton, and Nick didn't want to cover that. <laughs> Nick's not he, into aliens. He's not into that, so we wanted to cover that. So here we go. Hello, everybody. Hello. I'm Craig. I am Doug. And I am half of Mr. Brothers Presents and Doug. Yes. Uh, <laughs> yes, yes. Nick's not here, obviously. And we're going to just get straight into this story because it's probably going to be a lot shorter um, than in most of our episodes. But it's a bonus episode, so be all right. We talked about the Allagash, Allagash abduction yes. uh, a week or two ago. I, well, we didn't. We didn't do anything last week. So I guess two weeks ago. Yes. And before that, we talked about some a little introduction to aliens. And we're going to close out, I guess, our our alien series here. And I'm sure we'll revisit it maybe at some point. Um, but we're going to cover the pretty famous Travis Walton story. Fire in the Sky. That's, that's the movie come out in, I believe, 93. Also, I believe he wrote a book called Fire in the Sky. Yeah, he wrote a book. And the movie, obviously, is based on the book. Yeah, which is supposedly supposedly based on a true story. Maybe, maybe we'll tell our thoughts at the end. We'll decide. Um, it's a very interesting story, but I think I think you guys will enjoy it. Um, so the Travis Walton was working in the Apache, and I don't know how you say this. Sit Greaves National Forest. Uh, it's in Arizona on a tree thinning contract. Okay, it's and a bunch of forestry people. Yeah, the date of the actual abduction is November fifth, nineteen seventy five. So it's been a it's been a day or two ago. Just a few. Um, Doug, what was you five? No, <clears throat> fifteen. <clears throat> Sorry, I'm worried. <laughs> uh, there were seven men that was working in the forest, including Travis's boss, Mike Rogers, who was twenty eight years old. He was the oldest of the group. So, the pretty oldest is twenty eight. <laughs> so it's a pretty young group out there working. Um, does that play into if it actually happened or not? Mm, maybe. Um, we'll talk about that later too. All right, so the seven of them were driving home in their truck when they saw a bright light coming through the tree. They all stopped, the tr I mean, they stopped the truck and they saw a brightly lit golden disc, golden disc hovering above the trees. Walden estimated that it was probably 15 to 20 feet wide and 8 to 10 feet thick. Travis was curious, okay? Maybe a little bit too curious. Maybe a little bit. Um, he got out to investigate and walked towards the craft. Mm -hmm. Would you do this? I don't think so. I think I'd be getting <laughs> out of there. You know, it, I might take some pictures from a distance. If this actually happened, I just don't see walking towards it. Nah. 
Uh, it was making some very quiet mechanical sounds, along with some unusual tones. Mm-hmm. Probably not quite those tones. You don't think that's what it sounded like? <laughs> Suddenly, the sounds increased. And a bright blue-green ray of light shot from the craft. And it struck Walton, causing him to pass out. He was thrown backwards through the air, 10 foot, and landed on the ground. Probably hurt. What would you do? In, <laughs> what would you do if that happened? Um, yeah, it probably hurt just a little bit. The other six men started panicking, and they quickly drove away, That's thinking that the beam had killed Walton. Thought he's dead. So I have two thoughts on this. Which would be? If I'm out in the woods and on this crew, and my buddy gets struck down, there's two ways that I would look at it. You'd either be scared out of your mind thinking you're next so mm-hmm. you'd get out of there, or you'd go and try to help him. Mm-hmm. They chose to run. I guess they, I, they did think, I'm pretty sure they said they thought it was coming after them next. And I guess that's why you'd run. But at the same time, I can't imagine watching him just get struck and stay in there. Unless you, unless you see it live and you know, you know, we're next. And that's probably, that would probably be my thought. I, I guess so. I guess so. They killed him. <laughs> We're watching. They'd be awful close to it. Next beam out of that thing hits you. We gonna be gone. So eventually they did decide to turn back and return to where they saw the craft. When they returned, there was nothing there. Nothing. I repeat, nothing there. Nobody. No sign that anything had ever even been there. Not a body. All right. You saw this beam strike down your buddy or work partner. And now he's not and there. And he's not there. <laughs> and there's no sign that anything was there. Hmm. So obviously they report the incident. And the authorities believe that their story was an attempt to cover up a murder. And they made the six men murder suspects. That's no good. Not good. No good. At it's all. an interesting thing. If you killed somebody and you reported it, and you, why would you? I mean, you gotta be a crazy somebody to make up the story that aliens did it. Aliens abducted him. I mean, that's an odd. <laughs> that's a really strange that's alibi. A, that's for a stretch of a strange way to try to get out of a murder charge. Yeah. It would make a lot more sense for them to say they were out there running, riding around, doing their thing. And they were all out of the car, and a madman came out of there and started just or a shooting. bear or something. Uh, I mean, any you know, so there, if there's bears. There, a bear may got there's, there's a lot better things that make a lot more sense than an alien. Yep. So, the other members of Walton's forestry crew were given a lie detector. All but one of them pass, and the sixth test was inconclusive. Mm-hmm. I will say about lie detector test. They're not very foolproof. They're not even allowed in court. Well, how were how did people think of them at the time? Oh, I'm sure at the time they thought they were great. But now we know. But they're now not they're so, just not not so great. <laughs> they're not that great. I mean, I've said this on here before. I don't think I could pass. I don't think I could pass a lie detector test on things that I know are true. Be too nervous. I think I'd be too, too nervous. And, yeah, I would be. Um, and you know, there's other people like that. So. 
It's not foolproof. Is your name Craig? Yes. No, you're lying. <laughs> you're lying. So the newspapers and TV reporters obviously swarmed to the town of Snowflake, Arizona. Snowflake, Arizona. Snowflake. That's a strange <laughs> name for a town in Arizona. Yeah. So an extensive search has obviously started looking for Walton or his body because mm-hmm. they believed he was dead. Um, but there was no physical trace of Walton found anywhere. Interesting. So none at all. Very interesting. Meanwhile, while this is going on here on Earth, <laughs> Walton wakes up. Or Walton's story is he wakes up. This yes, is Walton's this, from story this point what's on, going on. This is mostly Walton's version of events. Okay. He says that he woke up thinking that he was in a hospital. Some kind of device made of shiny dark gray material was all over him. He saw these creatures standing over him. He said they were definitely not human, and there was three of them. What would you do? I mean, that'd be freaky, like, insane. All right. I think I'd be in panic mode at that point. Yeah. He says he starts fighting the creatures, and he gets to his feet. The device that had been all over him hits the floor as the creatures come closer to him. He said they were all five foot or under and humanoid. They were wearing orange brownish suits. They had smooth pale skin that was very white, like chalk or marshmallows. Marshmallow people. I've been That's a good analogy. The marshmallow people. I, I like that. I like the or marshmallows. And I think, I believe I read somewhere that he also, he punched at one of them or hit one of them. And he claimed that their skin, he I mean, it was kind of like there wasn't any muscle there. He was pretty much like you were punching fat. Every paper. Well, oh, fat. fat. It was kind of like punching. A, it was just kind of, I guess, a little marshmallowy. That would be a good description, probably. <laughs> punching a blob Punching a marshmallow. marshmallow. <laughs> he said their heads were too large for their body, and they had brown eyes twice the size of a human eyes. No eyelashes or eyebrows. Interesting. He prepared himself to strike at them, and then they ran out of the room. Cowards. Coward marshmallow Cowardly people. marshmallow people. <laughs> Walton left the room, uh, determined he was getting out of there. I don't blame him. And that's probably what we would all do, right? I mean... Don't blame him at all. <laughs> he ran down several corridors, which I have issue with this already. He's got a pretty vivid memory. Extremely vivid. But what I'm thinking... The size that he said this craft was and, and running down several corridors, the, the craft, unless that was take, took him to a mothership. Mm, that's possible. That, that craft wasn't big enough for all this. Or it just looks smaller than... Or, yeah. Maybe I mean, it was just, not as close as he thought it was. Oh, that's possible. It was farther away. That's possible. But, I mean, running down several corridors sounds very large. A lot larger than 20 foot long yep. or whatever. And one said. of the other rooms he described later on, too... Doesn't sound like it would fit either. Yeah. But maybe we'll get into that. All right. So, he found a door leading to an empty room containing nothing but a chair and a control panel. Mm -hmm. He sat in the chair, which caused the room to light up. So now we're in Star Trek. Yep. Walton thought the lights were similar to what you would see in a planetarium. A map of the stars. That's the navigation room. That would be probably pretty wise to have on a spaceship. Yep. (laughs) 
Probably where the pilot sits. Just maybe so. He adjusted the lever on the chair, which changed the map that was on display. Yep. Going to take off somewhere. He's about to... Into space. I think he thought that's what... According to one of the things I was reading, he was afraid to touch anything else at that point. I mean, I don't know you blame him. Because he's like, if I touch this lever or do something else, I may make this thing move and go somewhere. Yeah. And I'll be gone forever. Pretty foolproof alien stuff right there, right? Yeah. It's easy enough for this guy that's never been in there to control it like that. Maybe they didn't expect him to escape. Maybe not. He pushed some buttons on the control panel, but nothing happened. The door opened and a six foot tall muscular human man entered the room. He's wearing blue overalls and a glass helmet. <clears throat> Had eyes that were bright golden color. That's slightly weird. The man took Walton around the ship to a hangar where other ships were stored. And there you go. You got a room huh. that's got big enough for more <laughs> ships. Unless maybe this is the mothership. It's got to be the mothership. They're, they're ship landed in the mothership. They're in the hangar. Yeah. Got to be. 100%. Then to another examination room. Yeah, this place is huge. This is like, this is totally Star Wars. Yep. Um, Pretty big. They're on one of these huge crafts in space. But he managed to get the control panels where there was one chair. A single chair. One alien controls this mothership. Empty. <laughs> this was an empty room, too. Nobody was in there. Nobody there. So, he said then there were three more humans in that exam room. All of the humans were apparently flawless. No blemishes. Good-looking. Good bodies. That's another weird thing. And all, all had the same blue suits. And I think it said they looked similar enough to each other that they could have been siblings. Yeah. Like family relation-looking features. Interesting. The other humans did not answer Walton's questions, but lifted him onto a table and put a mask, kind of like an oxygen mask, onto his face and nose. I mean, mouth and nose, sorry. Mm -hmm. So yeah, on his face. And that was it. Next, Walton wakes up on the side of the road in Heber, Arizona, 30 miles southwest of where he was last seen. Last seen in Snowflake. Wakes up in this other place. He saw the craft hovering above him. And then it shot vertically into the sky and it was gone. Made no sound whatsoever as it departed. So, he gets up and runs into town. Mm. It was around midnight. He found a service station and called his sister's house. His brother-in-law, Grant, answered. Walton shouted, They brought me back! Or at least that's how I would probably say it. Uh, And he asked his brother-in-law to come get him. Grant at first thought that it was just a cruel prank call and didn't believe it was even Walton on the phone. Don't blame him. He's been missing five days. Walton convinced Grant of his identity. I gave that away, didn't I? (laughs) And Grant, along with Walton's brother, Dwayne, arrived to pick Walton up. Walton thought he'd been gone a few hours. But his brother informed him that he had been missing for five, five days. Five days. Interesting. And he, they said when he got in the vehicle, he said something about missing. He'd been gone an hour and a half. He felt like maybe he'd been gone two hours or something on the <laughs> ship. And he started to feel his face, and he had like a full week's beard growth. And he had just shaved, supposedly. <laughs> so, yeah. 
Interesting. Pretty crazy. His clothes were on backwards, which was a sign they had been removed while he was supposedly on the ship. Highly intelligent aliens put man's clothes on backwards. <laughs> can't put jeans and a shirt on the right way. Nope. <laughs> uh, he had lost 10 or 12 pounds. He believes that he did not eat the whole time he was on that craft. But he did have a mark on his arm where he had been given an IV. Hmm. Walton reported the abduction and had and had his boss draw the creatures. The drawing depicted a gray alien wearing a jump-like uniform. Jumpsuit-like uniform. No one believed Walton. Not the sheriff surprising. thought the abduction was a drug hallucination. But Walton took a drug test and there was nothing in his system. He also had psychiatric tests and showed nothing wrong. UFOs researchers, police, skeptics, etc., they all wanted a piece of this story. And you don't, I don't blame them. Walton was given a lie detector test, of course. Yeah. Shortly after his reappearance, which he failed. <laughs> he was still very confused and unsure of what had happened. Too quick. Yeah. Too quick, right? Later, he took numerous additional lie detector tests. One of which was 18 years later, and he passed all of them. Interesting. Okay. All of the witnesses were given additional lie detector tests, which they passed. One was offered $10,000 to admit the case was fabricated, and he stuck to his claim. Mm -hmm. Experts say there is a million to one chance of there being any mistake in this many past tests. Maybe. Passed, as in... As in they passed not it, not passed in the fail. Passed, in the, in the, in, not failed. Yeah, yeah, passed, not failed. I mean, that's... You so take seven. one single lie detector test, who knows how it'll go. But if you average them out over however many they've done... And not just... And multiple people. Seven people. Yeah. All it's, of which tell the same story. Yeah, that's a little, that's a little different, a little bit. Um... His, his film, I mean, his experience was adapted into the film Fire in the Sky. Though it was embellished and the aliens were just a little more frightening in the movie. <laughs> yeah, you gotta spice it up for Hollywood. Of course. Of course. So did it happen? That is the question. That's the question. Um, since this case began, no one has brought forth any information indicating where... Walton's whereabouts were during the five days. Or, and nobody's even claimed to have seen him during that time. There's never been any evidence that could disprove any of the claims. So either, if it didn't happen, he went into hiding. He went into hiding. Or he was, he was somewhere where nobody was going to spot him. Yep. Seven men have stuck to their story since 1975, passing multiple lie detector tests, standing up to all questions. Mm -hmm. Philip Class... A UFOlogist claims that Walton's claims are false. He thinks Walton was inspired by a film called The UFO Incident to make up the abduction, or that he remembered scenes from the film and took them to be real memories. Man. Others claim drinking and drugs were involved. Walton says he was sober at the time. He'd been using a chainsaw just an hour before the abduction. Okay. Drug tests were taken at the time showed he was clean. 
Also, the area where the UFO supposedly blasted Walton with the beam has had an unusual amount of growth. The trees have been tested, and tests show that they experienced rapid growth for 15 years after the abduction. They have rings that are wide and elliptical instead of normal concentric concentric rings. Tests show some kind of some kind of chemical change in the soil. Very interesting. <laughs> Walton believes he was not the only one who has been taken, but he doesn't think he was taken because the aliens wanted to study him or track him. Years later, Walton came to believe that the aliens accidentally killed him hmm. with that beam of light. Or at least nearly killed him. He, he could have been either. The aliens were conducting research and their crafts were preparing to take off. He got too close and was hit accidentally. And then the aliens took him on board and saved his life. Hmm. The case seems pretty similar to the Allagash abductions. And when were the Allagash and that abductions? Was, was that not right at the same? Like a year later? Yeah, I mean, our like years, there, it was in the 70s. It was very close to the same 76, time. about a year later. And the aliens were described in a very similar way. Yep. The strange devices that Walton said were being used to examine him sound very similar to the devices that were mentioned mm-hmm. in the Allagash abductions. The craft is also described in a very similar way, with a large, bright light in the sky, which emits a beam of light. That is very, very close to the so, Allagash. Of course, with Allagash being a year later... Could they have took this story and Could they it? have taken his story? Was it out enough by then, I guess, for them to take it? Yeah. So this is the OG yes. story. Not well, technically. Not. I mean, not technically, but of the big ones that you hear about, this was. This was... Pretty big. And I know I, I listened to a couple podcasts, a couple things on this. And they said that when he was gone for those five days, like I mean, they literally searched everywhere around. They could not find nothing. No trace. His family reported it. You know, his family was looking. And the, the thing that causes me hiccup with this, when he came back, or says he came back the five days later, and he called his Grant, called Grant his brother-in-law. Yep. He went and picked him up, and they went straight. They took him back home and hit him. Mm-hmm. Okay? They didn't tell the police. The police didn't know for a day or two later. They also was in touch with, um, I'm trying to think, with, I believe, the National Enquirer about the story. Hmm. Okay? They took him straight. To, they also took him, I think it was Phoenix, to Phoenix before they told the police. So they, they hit him for a little bit and then took him to the hospital in Phoenix and had him checked out and had a UFO person come in and take his story before the police were notified that he was back. Hmm. All right. That's weird to me. Slightly weird. I, I think I think that hurts his story. Yes. It does to me anyway. Why would you not be straightforward and just say, you know, he showed up? Mm-hmm. Um, so. It's just, it's odd. That, that to me is odd. And he took, you know, as we said, took all those lie detector tests, all that. There was a TV show out, 
I don't know, a decade ago, maybe. I don't remember the year. And they would bring people on and they would offer them, you know, they they have these crazy stories and they'd oh, offer yeah. them yeah. they'd offer them money to tell the truth. I think I read about this. And what was it called? he went on it. I can't remember what I the think show was it was. Was it the moment of truth? Yeah, moment of truth. Go. He went on the show. They hook you up to a lie detector test. Mm-hmm. And they ask you if your story's true. Now I believe you can say that you can say the truth and you win money or something like that. I, I, it's something that's the premise of the show. You can come, tr- come, come forward and tell the truth. He said his story was true, and the lie detector test said he was lying, and he lost it pretty mm-hmm. much, and said that he's not lying. He left the show, and he said he has no idea how that said he was lying. And took another lie to tape test, and he passed it. So, as we've said, lie detector tests are not the... Nope. It's not perfect proof. But it's interesting that he... It's interesting in two ways to me. Either he believes that he's able to fool everybody with his story, so he went on the show to prove it. Or it really happened. Hmm. He either is convinced he can he he's got his story down so well, or it happened. Well, or one of the two. Another possibility. He, he believes, believes it happened, whether it did or didn't. But where was he for five days? If that's the case, that is a good question. I have no clue. It, it also, and for six other men, so quickly too. For, for six other men to keep the story straight since seventy five. Yep. With they, no, I mean, with no monetary gain. And after they saw him struck down by this bolt, when they come back, I mean, it wasn't that long of a period of time, and he's yeah. gone when they get there. Yeah. Where did he go? How did he get out of there so fast? I don't know. I don't know. I mean, the fact that they kept their story straight and still say it happened this long almost is more is more proof that something happened than his story. Something. But at the same time, could he have faked it all? Hmm. Could he have come up with a plan? I I don't know how you fake a UFO, especially in 1975. But, you know, could he have come up with something with his brother? If it's fake, Grant, his brother-in-law, and his brother have something to do with it. They hid him. Yeah. Their reasoning that they didn't go straight to the police is because they really wanted him to be examined because they before the media storm started. Protecting him. Yeah. That that's their their story. They wanted to protect him. But who knows? But in in that, I think it brings more doubt. What do you think? What is your opinion? Uh, I really don't know. He was definitely Somewhere for five days. He was somewhere for five days, and he wasn't there. I mean, could he have... Could he and the other six guys have come up with this whole thing and stuck to it? Yeah. I, I mean, it makes more sense that they're all They are the only people on who saw, saw, in quotation marks, the craft and everything that happened, supposedly, so... There's no one else to back that up. If they all agree, then they could have come up with it. 
they could have agreed that this is what happened and convinced themselves that this is what happened, maybe. Yeah. I don't know. I lean towards once. Okay, with these alien abduction stories, to say you believe it's true means that you say you believe that aliens are real. Yep. Okay. So you're going true, true. You got you got to say two things are factual for you to be able to say this has happened. If I'm going to say they're real, this story I think is more likely than Allagash. Allagash sounds almost like they took this one and made their own yeah. from it. And it sounds, I think Allagash has some some other things going on there. Personally, but. It's pretty, you know, it's a solid story, too. This one sounds more believable because he was... If we're to believe everybody, he was gone for five yeah, days. So... Where Allagash, they... Yeah, they... No one really... They weren't gone that long if no. they were gone anywhere. Right. Maybe a couple hours, what was it? I mean, just... Yeah, it wasn't long. Long enough for their fire to burn their fire out or whatever. Out. Two or three hours. Not long enough for anybody to even notice that they were gone anywhere because they were out in the woods anyway. But uh, five days. Yeah. It's a long time. You have to say, you have to say whether you believe it or not. Happened or not. What do you think? <sighs> Something happened. Did he get abducted by aliens? That I cannot answer. Something happened. I will not say that necessarily that happened. Yeah. <coughs> His story's kind of strange. Where are these other humans on the ship? That was a strange thing to me. Yeah. These perfect-looking, flawless, golden-eyed humans. That I think they were created there. It's That would make sense. Maybe they're... And they all look the same. I mean, they all look like he, he claimed they were all the same like... Test tube babies. Yes. Like they were all part of the same family, kind of. Yeah. Yeah. Similar hair color, face features, weird golden eyes. Yeah. Yeah, I think they were they were made on the ship. Here's what I'm going to say about it. I'm going to say if aliens are real, big if. That's a big if. If aliens are real, this story is true. Okay. Does that work? Makes sense. That worked to me. for you. I if guess. aliens are real, his story is true. Sounds good to me. <laughs> that's that's my theory on this. I I do think this one is more likely. I, I really feel this one's more likely than the other one, for sure. Probably. And I think I think I think I can't get over the five days. The five days and the six other people saying he was yep. he's gone. So that's pretty much that's it. I don't do you know. think they killed him? By the aliens? Like I, I, do, I do. Actually, or I at do. Least almost. I think not necessarily killed him, but got pretty close. If to we're it. gonna go with the, if we're gonna go with this is a true story, I believe that he they saw the craft. He walks over there. They get ready to go, and they. They start their the engine up and it blasts and it hits him and they realize they hit a person. And I think they took it. I don't. I don't think he literally died. No, I do no. not. I think that he was close and I think that 
if they wouldn't have took him, he'd have laid there he and died. He could technically have clinically died. Yeah. Because people die. And but get, they didn't literally resurrect yeah. him from the dead. No. no. They may have. But I think, I think, I think it's what happened. I think it makes the most so sense. So if that was true, <laughs> then that would mean that they're actually probably not they're not bad. Not bad. Yeah. I mean, they saved him. Yeah. I mean, I I I think that's yeah. Go with that. <laughs> it's weird. It's weird, and it's it's just yeah. All this stuff it's is an weird. odd story. So, like, and, and then you know he took so many lie detector tests. There's two ways to look at that too. Either he wants people to believe it so bad that he just keeps doing them. Yeah. And he's like, I gotta convince people. I gotta convince people, and it's not true. Or it is true, and he's like, I gotta convince people. I gotta convince people. Well, something's driving him to want the uh, the people to believe it. He hasn't. I mean, he did get some monetary gain from it, like oh, the sure. book, the movie, the book and, and stuff. The movie. But that was this happened in supposedly 1975. Yeah, the book and movie and stuff was like 93. Yeah, that's a long time. And it, it was no immediate saying. monetary gain. I mean, he didn't suddenly get rich in 1975 off of no, this. But maybe he thought he was going to. Took him till 93 before anything came of it. <laughs> yeah. And I don't know if he necessarily got that much. I doubt he got, yeah. That's been over 20 years ago. and I doubt he's rolling in right now. Probably not, because I don't think that many people even know that movie exists, really. I don't think it's a big thing. I knew it existed. You knew it because you're into all this stuff. <laughs> I don't Did you know it existed before this? Uh, actually, yes, because... Have you seen it? Nope. There were some ads for it on the back of some comic books. Was there really? I don't know that I could find one, but That's yes, cool. there are ads. I'd like to see the movie. I don't think I want to. Why? It says it's a horror movie. I'm not a horror fan. They get freaky out. They made the aliens... More horrific, they said. Which, if they were actually doing what he thinks they were doing, saving his life, then the movie would be very, very false. That's true. Making the aliens into villains when they were not. I just wonder, is there a ship out there somewhere in space with some freaky test tube humans on it? That's probably that? the freakiest part of the whole thing to me is the test tube humans on the ship or whatever they are. It's kind of freaky, ain't it? They're perfect human beings and their golden <laughs> eyes and their blue jumpsuits or overalls, whatever you call them. Blue suits, six feet tall, perfect humans. Perfection. That's because they're abducting a bunch of other people and creating humans. It's possible. That would mean he was not the first two if they did that. Oh, yeah, I'm sure they had to have time to make these perfect humans. I'm sure if this is true, he's definitely not the unique case. Probably not. And maybe the Allagash people, maybe they've got something too. Maybe. Maybe the same ones came back. I don't know. It's pretty darn similar. Pretty similar. Different part of the He country, says there's though. a yeah, for aliens. <laughs> that's true. It's that's really, probably that's probably a snap really of a finger. That far from Phoenix to what Maine? Not that far at all. 
for an alien. Not Phoenix. Arizona, I mean. Arizona to Maine. It's really probably not for the aliens. If their ship moves that fast, <laughs> gone in the blink of an eye, it'd be in Maine in no time. That was a year later, too. Yeah. I mean, his description of the thing that's over him, like the, the whatever it was, the metal examination thing. Yeah. Allagash people had something like that. Did they get it from him? Their idea? They claim there was a metal thing that went over them and took samples and whatever. Yeah. You know, there wasn't, when we looked into Allagash, nobody ever even said they could have took it from this. Wonder why. Maybe it wasn't out enough. May not have been. It may not have come out that much until... Which makes it a little more The movie and book. But when I say it makes it a little... Well, I know National Enquirer did something with it. I don't know when. And they're the most reliable source of information <laughs> in the country. They are some people. I say it makes it a little more interesting if, if they didn't take it from him because they both come up with a similar story. And their aliens were pretty similar. But if they both had another source from, like they said, that documentary from... Yeah, the movie from the... Or that movie. Whatever it was about an abduction in the 40s? Yeah. Hmm. So, I mean, could they both be just taking it from that? It's possible. The gray aliens. Big head marshmallow people <laughs> with brown eyes. Long fingers. I will say this. If it is true, it really did happen. I don't want it to happen to me. <laughs> yeah, but I don't I don't want to meet the marshmallow people. <laughs> they can just stay away and take so the So if they happen to be listening in on this <laughs> Find somebody else. I'm fine seeing your ship, but I'll I don't give want, you some names of people that you can take, but not me. <laughs> All right, you got anything else to add? I don't think so. All right. Well, maybe some of you have been abducted. Yes, if you've been abducted, people. send us an email. <laughs> All Send right. an email to what's the email address? We oh, haven't given the email address. We haven't given it to in a while. The at gmail.com. That is. All together. No spaces, no dots. The Brothers at gmail.com. Send us an email, y'all. If you've been abducted, if you know somebody who has been abducted, if you think it's all a bunch of nonsense and nobody's ever been abducted, let's hear it. Tell us. Tell us, folks. Getting closing thoughts? No closing thoughts. Me neither. All right. This has been a bonus episode of Messer Brothers Presents. I'm Craig. I'm Doug. And we will see you soon. See you later.